0: I was so broken. I was so full of grief that I could not pray. Wow. The only thing I could do was get into prayer posture. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I would just get on my knees. I would just think a prayer (laughs) because nothing came out. And so I say that to anyone who is listening. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit makes intercession Um, for groanings that cannot be uttered. And so if you find yourself in a depressed state, because life is super heavy right now, you find yourself full of anxiety because it's not going the way you want it to go, just get in prayer posture. Hey, friend. Hey, Ashley. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I am um, super excited to be here.
1: I am so happy that you're here. Y'all, this week's guest is Erica Dotson. She serves as the manager director of programs at Writers in Schools Houston, known to many As the idea strategist, consulting with pastors and entrepreneurs on to how to best turn their dreams into plans and their visions into a reality. She's also the host of Sisterly Soul Stories, which exist to inspire women to live grace-filled lives through the power of storytelling. As guests share personal testimonies of God's miraculous power. Erica, thank you so much for being a guest on Joy on the Journey podcast. A weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I cannot wait, (laughs) literally can't wait to talk to you about your joy journey. So I'm curious, how do you define joy?
0: Wow. Thank you so much. Let me very quickly just uh, honor and appreciate you for creating this space to um, exist in joy. Um, You know that there are so many spaces where Black women in particular are hated. Mm. There, There are many more spaces where we are tolerated but not a whole lot of spaces where we're celebrated and i am incredibly appreciative of you your obedience to god taking this journey and thanks for having me here so um, as i head into year 43 i would have to say uh that for me joy is leaning into the peace that surpasses all understanding that is a scripture i heard many times growing up young adulthood. And it sounds good, but Mm -hmm. it's not until you go through difficulties um, where your peace is shattered that you truly come to know God in a different way, in a real way, and you have to take him at his word. Mm -hmm. Um, I know beyond a shadow of of a doubt that all things will work together for my good because I love God and because I'm called according to his purpose And so I have to lean into and rest in that, even when life is going crazy. And so um, it's taken many years to get to that definition, but I am leaning into peace right now because I fully trust him uh, with my life
1: Mm. and
0: with the decisions that I am making and just really moving forward As he leads me uh, down the path that he would have me to take.
1: Wow. So, has that always been your definition of joy?
0: No, I think that, (laughs) no, not at all. I I would think, you know, there were so many things, you know, as you mature, there are different things that bring you joy, right? You know, teenager getting your first car, getting your first boyfriend. When you go to college, moving out, having your own, and a young adulthood—you know, making your own money and and making a splash in the world. Um, Then, you know, having a baby, getting married, all of those things. But for me, um, it is just about peace because life Mm -hmm. has brought um, so many shifts, and some of those shifts have been. Um, difficult, disarming, um, alarming. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I've had to learn how to uh, be peaceful
1: mm-hmm. with
0: whatever happens in my life. So I will say maybe I came to this place um, or began to move into this space in 2020 when uh, we moved into quarantine mm-hmm. I- Found out about COVID 19 uh, and that it was going to be with us, and we had to be aggressive and protecting ourselves by locking in. Right. Um, And and everything came to a screeching halt for me for the first time in my life. I felt I had no control over anything. Now, I did not, I never really had a lot of control over everything, but (laughs) I felt like I did. And so, um, with that, um, a lot of depression and anxiety came to the surface. Okay. And um, through a lot of uh, therapy, yoga, meditation, prayer, family support, friend support, I was able to come out of that. But I will say that is when I began to let go of what I thought life should be and expectations of others, expectations I put on myself. And I began to just truly just embrace what it is Mm -hmm. and what it will be.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important, and I've had a similar journey of release, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: releasing that. Well, it has to be this way. Yeah. What do you mean? No. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What do you mean? The world isn't going to be exactly the way I have planned for it to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. And, and you would think after the fifteenth, the fiftieth, the five thousandth, mm-hmm. oh, you would catch on mm-hmm. that life isn't, you're not in control. Yeah, but but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I wonder too, Erica, is this where is this an inherited definition, or is this a a, a life taught definition? definitely life
0: taught definitely life taught because you know i would say it you know when i graduated from howard you know i initially wanted to be a lawyer
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: remember as i was preparing to graduate i had taken the l said i had applied to all these schools and i called one of my mother's good friends uh who was an alum of Howard, and i said okay i sent off my last application and i want you to agree with me in prayer And so she said, yeah. She said, "Um, you applied to some wonderful schools and you've done a lot of things to prepare yourself. But before I pray for you, I want to know, have you talked to God about what he wants Mm
1: -hmm. from your
0: life? I will never forget. I remember where I was when she asked me that question because the answer was a resounding no. Mm -hmm. That was what I wanted from my life. And I remember feeling so convicted, having grown up in the church, you know, uh, truly understanding and knowing and believing who God was, mm-hmm. having a real, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. I neglected to ask him. Mm-hmm. I told him mm-hmm. <laughs> and asked for his blessing on my life as I pursued my interests, But not, Lord, I surrender. What is it that you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And um, Slowly. Uh, the number one school I wanted to get into, I didn't get into it, started getting into schools that were lower down on the list. Um, and I, I applied to a program called Teach for America as a fallback mm-hmm. um, and said, you know, if I don't get into where I want to go, which was Georgetown at the time, I'll just do Teach for America. Um, but the Teach for America acceptance came before That's a few other. Uh, law school acceptances came and I had to make a decision on what I was going to do. And I decided to do Teach for America. And once I signed on the dotted line, I got a couple acceptance letters (laughs) from some other schools. Um, And for me, that's when I knew that this was the right shift Mm for my life. Um, And over 20 years later, I, I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt it was, but that is when I began to um, have peace with the disappointments, you mm. know, wouldn't say that they did not hurt or they didn't cause me to doubt myself in some way. You you have seasons of that. That's human. Mm. Um, but I truly believed and trusted that God was leading me on the journey. And that's when I began to have peace with his decisions for my life or his will for my life and truly leaning into it and being good with it.
1: Mm. That's so, so good, the seasons of life,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: within each season our are, are is joy mm-hmm. is disappointment is regret <laughs> is guilt, it's all those things wrapped up in that season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I hope. Everybody is having scribbles of notes and aha moments of, yep, been there, me too, Um, Mm -hmm. like I am. And I want to move deeper, Erica, Mm -hmm. into your journey, which has not been linear at all.
0: (laughs) Not at all, friend.
1: (laughs) Academia, (laughs) spiritual, storytelling, inspiring. Is there, would you say there is a central thread
0: through your careers? Hmm. I have to say yes, in that my life's work is about people Mm -hmm. and it's about ministry to people Mm -hmm. um, at different spaces and phases of life. And what may look scattered to some people, I see the hand of God and the threading of my life as I look back, because we understand his will retrospectively, right? Mm-hmm. So I look back and I say, I I see. And mm-hmm. so when I got to Houston, um, as a teacher, I began to feel a strong calling of ministry on my life. I didn't know what direction that was taking me because the church I grew up in was very traditional. Um, the only thing women did was teach Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um uh, pastors aid ministry, maybe be over uh, a ministry in the church, but that was pretty much it. So I, I felt a strong call of ministry on my life. And so in the classroom, as I was working with kids, I felt this deep connection to them after school, when they were hanging mm-hmm. around, when um, they were telling me what was going on in their life, when they were asking me to give them a ride home, or did I have any food in my desk because they were hungry. And so at that time I decided I was going to go to seminary.
1: Okay.
0: So, um, I applied to Dallas theological seminary. There's an extension campus in Houston, and I initially, uh, applied for the Christian counseling program because that was what made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so once I started classes there, I shifted to Christian education because it was clear that God had given me a teaching ministry. Um, and I remember before I went to Houston, I went to a church service with some friends of mine and, uh, the man, the gentleman, uh, the prophet that was speaking, he asked me to come forward and this, I was, I was raised very traditional, so this was very different for me. I had never experienced anything like this before. And he said, God is giving you a traveling ministry
1: Hmm.
0: and he's getting ready to send you out. Well, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me now. I think about it often now uh, because there have been so many iterations where my life has shifted. Mm -hmm. But what the common thread is, is ministry to people. I believe that the Lord has used my life to minister to people in different spaces in different seasons of their life and not all relationships are lifelong some are seasonal and i think that the lord uses connection because i feel deeply about building relationships with people um, to use my life to minister to others
1: Mm, that's so beautiful my mother is an educator Mm-hmm. and she says that often she doesn't use those words but in the way she talks about her students she mm-hmm. says those words
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the way
1: she cares about her students she says those words yeah um and it's so beautiful um, mm-hmm. to hear but also to see the show up like yeah. no no i gotta go Literally, my mother was here for Christmas. And I was like, mom, you you can stay. She goes, no, no, I have to to get back. I want to make sure I'm in Chicago so when the first day of school is I can get back in the classroom, I miss my kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just I want to thank you for your ministry. I want to thank you for your service because they need to know that they are loved beyond the home where they may not may not get the love that they need and deserve. I want to ask you, have you, has there been a defining moment in your journey where you felt, all right, if God, God brought me through that, he can bring me through anything. Oh, what was your biggest lesson in that season?
0: So, uh, end of 2019, um, very busy at work. I was, I believe I was working for Harris County Department of Ed at that time. Um, Very uh, intense in trying to um, have a big program with a a very well-known educator who was coming to to Houston for this big event. Mm -hmm. While that's going on, I'm also presenting at national conferences. So professionally, things are going great. Um, privately, uh, my father was dying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Privately, my marriage was on the rocks. Privately, uh, my family was going through some some personal shifts, um, including my grandmother's failing health. A lot at one time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and then you uh, throw in COVID-19. Yeah. So we're coming out of 2019, going into 2020. I'm flying from Houston to LA to see about my dad, uh, getting him in and out the hospital, putting him in rehabs, taking him back to the hospital, um, getting him nurse care, trying to navigate his life or his, the ending of his life while I'm bouncing a baby and mm. uh, working. That was incredibly difficult. I did not expect him to pass away so quickly. And mm. uh, he passed away um, in February of 2020. Mm,
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Then, thank you. And then at the beginning of March was when my marriage ended. Mm. So we go into the quarantine, just lost my dad. Yeah. Marriage ending. And all of the big plans I had career wise had to be put on hold. 2020 in my mind was gonna be that year because from December professionally, I had some big main stage event, national main stage event scheduled all the way up into March
1: Mm -hmm.
0: already. And so I knew, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the year. So there was so much pain and disappointment having to stop and settle, then deal with grief, double grief
1: hmm.
0: And that is when the depression and the anxiety came down on me. Mm. Um, I ended up coming back to Los Angeles to be close to family because during the quarantine, um, I was really struggling being at home by myself with my daughter. And, you know, my family didn't know how to support me in, mm-hmm. in a mental health crisis. What do you do? Right this this strong woman of god mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't want to get out of bed who doesn't know night from day who is constantly in a state of you know just disarray mm-hmm. and so it was difficult for them to watch mm-hmm. me suffer and no one had any answers but they knew to pray mm. they knew to pray i was so broken I was so full of grief that I could not pray. Wow. The only thing I could do was get into prayer posture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would just get on my knees. I would just think of prayer because nothing came out. And so I say that to anyone who is listening. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit makes intercession um, for groanings that cannot be uttered. And so if you find yourself in a depressed state, because life is super heavy right now, you find yourself full of anxiety because it's not going the way you want it to go. Just get in prayer posture. Just get in his presence. And the Holy Spirit will do the rest. I remember... Uh, because my doctor was trying a lot of different um, medications they were trying they wanted me to try this one try that one and I took one and I remember looking out the window and I was like, I'm dying like i I, I looked out the window and I said i'm I'm dying. What is my daughter going to do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is my family gonna do? And I said I can't stay here. I can't, I can't take this medication. I can't like because I'm thinking thoughts that I would not. Right. right. Um so I immersed myself in therapy. I was mm-hmm. seeing a therapist twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um a friend of mine who a friend who who was more like a sister mm-hmm. um who did yoga and and taught me about yoga and just centering yourself, and that was something I was afraid to do. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe, just not knowing enough about it, and you know, hearing all these things. Uh,
1: oh, our community make, is good about, to make us scared about, of everything.
0: About how you just should not. Um, yes. When I tell you meditation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and prayer
1: mm-hmm. and prayer posture.
0: Mm-hmm. Um made the difference because when you can quiet the mind, because my mm-hmm. mind was just going, 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 going. I wasn't saying anything, but my mind was just going, 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 going. When you get over not being able to be quiet
1: in mm-hmm.
0: your mind, it's then when you can hear yourself. When you're around a lot of people and even people that you love and trust, sometimes you can get inundated with voices. hmm And with those voices come expectation and external, um, expectation Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and external, um, definitions, right? Nobody knows what's going on with Ashley, but Ashley, Mm -hmm. so I can come to you as loving as possible with my own understanding. But since it's based on my understanding and my filter in my life, sometimes I could miss it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to sit in the quiet and it's just you and, and let the Holy Spirit speak, you can find your way through. And I think it was those quiet spaces where God reminded me that in his word, he tells us to meditate so much. hmm. Meditate so many times throughout scripture, we are told to meditate, and I got peace with that. And I began to hear him speak and know that I was gonna live and not die. Mm-hmm. Once I knew that, I knew I could press for because I was the biggest fear that I had I was gonna die in this place, not knowing what was next was killing me, mm-hmm. and so. I'm a private person by nature, and I think that's my personality. You know, mm-hmm. I I roll by myself. I talk, I talk to myself. I do <laughs> my thing, you know. And then when I, you know, I hang out with my folks. Uh-huh. My private time. I'm, I'm like a um, in, uh, extroverted. extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have a good time, but then I had to go high for like three days afterwards, mm-hmm. right? So um, I got comfortable with, think what you want to think. This is what it is. I am suffering with depression. I am getting a divorce. I am having a hard time letting go of my dad because he was not a constant in my life. And I have so many questions. Mm. Um and I got to the point where, you know what? Because I think my therapist said, why why do you hide so much? Mm. And I didn't have a good reason for that. You know, and you know, we grow up, we're taught about house business and yep. all that good stuff. And then, you know, everyone wants to protect everybody else. But I had to just get to the place where my mental health and my sanity
1: Mm -hmm.
0: meant more than people's opinions.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: that's where I found my freedom, Ashley. That's when I said, you know what, this is all that matters. I love everybody, but I can't please everybody. (laughs) And I have to always do what's best for me, because that that was another point of struggle for me and you have to mature to that you know because you as a kid you want to please your parents you know when you're in school you want to please your professors when you get that first job you want to please your boss get married you want to please your husband mom you want to please the kids I had forgotten about me I I had not taken any time to figure out what pleased me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then once I did it looked very very different from what I had been doing Mm -hmm. and that's scary, you know? And I think that when you don't take the time to meditate and ask yourself, what, what, what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. What brings me joy? What don't I like? Um, What, what, what makes me feel full and content? You know, I think you get close to what you were created to do and what you're here for. And then you can fully lean into that.
1: America I um thank you this podcast was birthed um has been birthed during my grieving season mm-hmm. as I am working working my way through um the the passing of my grandmother yeah. and with that is who you, who I became as a caretaker. Mm-hmm. And that definition is weighty, right? And then when that title is no longer applicable mm-hmm. to who you are, mm-hmm. then def- then figuring out, well, oh, I'm still here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Then then what? Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you mm-hmm. for your transparency mm-hmm. Thank you for giving words to pain mm-hmm. that so many are deep in deep yeah. in yeah, yeah. but yeah. haven't been able to articulate the mm-hmm. feelings
0: mhm-. Mm-hmm
1: you described it so accurately and yet painfully beautiful mm. and ended it with hope that we can get to the other side with work like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you got to believe <laughs> that yeah. you can get to the other side yes. by going to therapy mm-hmm. by by meditating on the word by having friends and family that, okay, you may not understand the grief. You may not understand the tears, but mm-hmm. keep praying for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep fighting in prayer for me. Don't tell me it. Just, just, just be okay.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: not working.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: I I too want to be okay,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but do more than tell me to be okay. More mm-hmm. mm-hmm. with me with this thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Partner with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so thank you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for letting God use your testimony um, and your grief Mm
0: -hmm. through
1: all the seasons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, to reach to allow you to be at this place um, in this moment. I want to ask, how does it feel now? It's 2023. Yeah. How do you feel now?
0: I feel good. I feel good for a number of reasons. I feel good because as a result of all that happened in 2020, I made some some changes, <laughs> made some changes. I made some changes where where I lived, you know where I lived, where I worshiped, where my daughter went to school. Um, how I ate, what I did to feed myself, Mm. who was going to be close to me, who was not going to be close to me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But then on top of all of that, I now had strategy. Mm. I don't want to tell you that depression goes away forever. I don't want to tell you that anxiety goes away forever because it's a it's a mindset, right? It's it's who we are. So I'll say, for example, you know, depression is sitting in regret about the past. Mm. Right? And then anxiety is fear about the future,
1: mm.
0: as explained by my therapist. Okay. Anxiety is because you're worried about what's to come or what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And the depression is regret. That comes up from time to time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But now I know, let me get this point with my therapist. Now I know, put down the phone, turn off the TV, let me get quiet. I know that when I was in anxiety or when I was having an anxiety attack, one of the methods that I utilized was holding ice cubes in my hand. So it's it's oh. grounding. They give you grounding techniques to mm-hmm. utilize. My anxiety was pretty bad. Um, And at the height of it, I would hold ice cubes in my hand and that cold wouldn't bother me. I would come to myself and the ice cubes would be melting. Mm. That was a grounding technique for me. One other thing I do is sit on a cold floor and make sure that my thighs and legs could feel the cold floor.
1: Mm.
0: And then that quiets my mind because I feel grounded and then I could hear. And so when I start worrying about... My daughter, okay. What's going to happen? Is COVID going to come make a comeback? <laughs> We're going to shut down again. Um, what's going to happen government wise? Like all these things that are mm-hmm. happening around us. I have a strategy. Strategy. And so I say to anybody who is going through these difficult times write down um, or text yourself or whatever you need to do those things that help you to feel better. At the beginning, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was having a heart attack, my first anxiety attack, so the ambulance was called and the paramedic said, what would make you really, really happy?
1: Hmm.
0: And I could not answer. I could not answer. And so I think that's another question to sit with. What would make you really, really happy? And that's also a list of activities or people or mm-hmm. things that will bring you joy when you're sitting in, in grief or depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for these practical tips mm-hmm. to get people thinking of not just in the moment. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Once you're deep in it, mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. we're here yeah. now. We is too far. We we here now. Now we just gotta ride the storm until until it passes. <laughs> um, but it's those practical tips when you feel it coming. Uh oh. What was that trigger? What mm-hmm. just happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that? Mm-hmm. What, what is today? Oh, ah, I got it. Mm-hmm. Today mm-hmm. was a special day. Oh, I smelled a perfume that reminded me. Yes. It's the things, recognizing those triggers. Mm -hmm. Erica, this has blessed me Mm
0: -hmm. beyond,
1: and I can only imagine how you have touched someone. You have blessed countless, countless others. I have to share, and now I know that you got this advice um, that you gave to me that you shared with me from um, someone shared it with you. Uh, When I mentioned to you that I got it, placed it on my heart to start this podcast, you said to me, until you don't do anything until you have prayed and sought the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you pray and seek the Lord for the next phase of your joy journey. Would you dare share with the audience what your hope is for yourself, for your beautiful daughter, your beautiful and talented daughter, um, over the next five, 10 years? What is your hope?
0: So five years. So my daughter is going to be nine this year. Mm-hmm. So in five years, she'll be 14 Um Teenager. <laughs> in five years, I'll be forty-eight. <laughs> I am raising her very differently than how I was raised. I'm raising her to speak her mind, to tell her truth, in hopes that she will have the confidence to pursue her dreams, and hopes that she'll have the boldness to be who she is. And so. In five years, I hope to see that beginning to take even greater shape than it already is taken now. She is a creative. Um, and so I'm trying to nurture those gifts in, in unique ways. I, I am not creative like she is by any stretch of the imagination. So it's a new space for me, but hoping that I see her moving in in the creative arts or performing arts and continuing to use her voice to feel herself. And with that, thinking about how she could use her life to make an impact on the world. For me, life is all about legacy. A life well lived is about legacy. My first legacy is my daughter. Um, But after that, that the people that God has given me opportunity to, to do life with, to partner with, to be around, that I will see how God is using the connection to birth new life new ideas um, and also mentorship uh, I have some uh intentional and unintentional mentees mm-hmm. and I love it you know because the way God has wired me as a strategist is he gives me strategy for everybody. <laughs> everybody who wants it. (laughs) And so I truly enjoy helping young people navigate through life and to listen to themselves, to trust themselves. Um, And I don't know how that's going to pan out, but I I hope that in five years, I'm transitioning to the second phase where I am, um, you know, beginning to wind down my full-time professional career. Um, Right now, I'm Acting Executive Director at Writers in the Schools, and I'm I'm loving that very much. But I hope that I will be moving more so on the consultancy side of uh, things, where I could really um, begin to just impart and implant. And of course, ministry is always at the forefront. I love teaching and and sharing with women, um, and 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 men, whoever the Lord says the same for. Um, And helping them to redefine their ministries or even just helping them with developing ministry ideas for their congregation. So just more time with family, more time on my personal interests and and consulting those who need it the most.
1: Excellent. 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 We pray that the Lord will continue to use you in your creative ways. You may not show up dancing across the stage as your daughter does. (laughs) (laughs) but he has given you a creative mind that you have used beautifully. Um, If someone wanted to get in touch with you to be a mentor, how can they contact you?
0: Thank you for asking that question. I am on Instagram, always E dot, or you can reach me on um, Sisterly Soul Stories page. That's a public page that's open Um, I don't get those messages as quick as I get the personal inbox messages, so feel free to reach out or you can always reach out to Ashley and she can put us in contact. One quick thing I want to say as a reference, um, I know everyone can't afford therapy. That's that's real. Some jobs have EAPs where you can Mm -hmm. go and see someone. Um, If that's not you, there is a website called Black Girl Therapists, and it's basically a catalog of therapists across the country. Mm -hmm. You can set the filters to what it is that you need support in and can get it. A lot of those therapists uh, accept cash and are willing to work with you Mm -hmm. on how you pay. There's also an organization called the Loveland Foundation. And they uh, you can apply for assistance and paying for your therapy.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I have reached out to them in the past and have received it. They give you vouchers that you present mm-hmm. to your therapist. And um, at, in one iteration, it covered the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, it's just a short Survey that you have to fill out and as long as you meet their criteria, then you qualify for a voucher So those are two resources that I want to share because sometimes people don't know How to reach out to someone and where to go get therapy that's affordable. So um, Just to share there.
1: No, absolutely. Thank you so much and I'll be sure to include those links In the descriptions below Um, Thank you so much, Erica, again, y'all listen Listen I have promised um, transparent and inspiring conversations. And I just thank God that he continues to wow me. And by wowing me, he is blessing everybody. Um, So thank you, Erica. Please, please, please comment how Erica has blessed you. What was your biggest takeaway? i could probably fill my notebook and will fill my notebook with everything that uh, every good thing that she gave me today my soul my soul is well Mm -hmm. Uh, so till we meet again every thursday till we meet again every thursday may god grant you strength may he increase your joy And may he give you the courage to tell your story. Mm -hmm. Bye, friends.